Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends, as long as there are baby boomers out there to hear it. It's another day above ground, and it's where we talk all things boomer. And when I say we, of course, I'm referring to my partners. Let me introduce, first of all, from the mile-high city of Denver, Carolyn Strauss. I am living in the um, bipolar city of Denver because yesterday 80 degrees, today 30 degrees, tomorrow 50 degrees. So, you know, my, my wardrobe gets a workout this time of year. I love it. Well, that's, you know, that's good that you have a, a wardrobe. And uh, also <laughs> joining us from Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. A Brazilian singer was hospitalized after refusing to fart in front of her boyfriend. Uh, just another example of the high cost of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember that there was a South Park episode about that? What, farting? Yes, about, like, I don't know, Cartman got a girlfriend or something, and he wouldn't, and then they ended up going to the hospital with him. Oh, yeah, there was a whole South Park thing episode. So I love when life imitates fart. Yeah, well, I mean, what's art. In, what's interesting, I was not aware that if you do not, what will happen is that the uh, the gas will become reabsorbed in your bloodstream and come out in your breath. Whoa, fart breath. <laughs> Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. Benjamin Franklin wrote a book about it called Fart Proudly. He was very, uh, very pro, uh, pro gaseous emissions. And, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy it myself. Sometimes I sit around, I pull my own finger just for the heck of it. You know, I think that's, I think that's a good that way to go. That explains why Mentos are so useful, because they will create gas if you put them in a Coke, or they will fix your breath. Dale, you that's it. not your finger. <laughs> Where's my bell? <laughs> it is distressing that they can be that easily um, mistaken for each other. I am very upset. <laughs> One has a nail on it. <laughs> but they're both so called Pinky. Mark in it. All right. Um, you know, this is what we do. This is what we do in our spare time. We get together and we just talk about farts, you know, and, and, and some things, you know, that aren't even that important. But you, when you get to be a, a, an aging baby boomer, which probably everybody listening today is, you start to think about, what am, what am, what am I going to do next? I'm retired. I don't, you know, what, what, do I just give up? Once again, we sought an expert in giving up. And it was... <laughs> but, but uh, of course, Bernie Sanders couldn't be with us. And um, so we got a, uh, we got a, 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 a speaker, a trainer, a man who in 2005 won the World Championship of Public Speaking. I didn't even know that was a thing, but he won the world championship. His name is Lance Miller, and let me tell you a few things about him, because Lance is going to talk to us about how to turn our experience into activities as we get older. Well, what kind of experience has he had? 
Well, in addition to his business background, he sat on top of 14,000-foot peaks, rafted the roughest white water in the United States, sailed transatlantic from the Virgin Islands to Norway, piloted his own aircraft hundreds of hours across the U.S., scuba-dived under the ice of frozen lakes, and twice, not once, but twice, hitchhiked through Europe. So, baby boomers, please welcome to our show the vastly experienced Lance Miller. Dale, it's uh, Carol and Tim. It's great. I'm not sure what I got into here, to be honest with you. Sorry <laughs> to be with you. you. <laughs> okay, I'm sure you will. It's just uh, about the experience, it's Lance. It's just about just the experience. Embrace well, it. I got you. I got you. Well, I, I think I'm going to be wiser. As, as a mentor in my early years said, the good Lord doesn't give you youth and wisdom at the same time. And I, I, ah. I, first of all, I want to congratulate everybody on this call for your wisdom. See, but the Lord does <laughs> give you wisdom and arthritis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's, not so, really, uh, you know, a, that's a trade-off. Exactly. So what can you tell us, Lance? What, uh, what should uh, baby boomers be doing that they, all their life they did something else and now they're ready to try whatever? We're, we're moving along. I know in, in my life I had this whole vision of, being in my 60s and being old or, you know, somebody's in their 70s, they're too old. Because when I was a kid, that's how it was. Yeah, exactly. It really was. I mean, you know, my grandfather was old at 50. Yes. I, I never remember him being anything but an old man. That was all he was. And, you know, and I lived with him from the time he was, I think, 81 to 84. <laughs> yeah, those are stories I can't tell you about. But anyway, what, what uh, <laughs> the exile years. We'll get the exile, exactly. You know, but we skip the generation. We get along great. But anyway, what, what, I, what I've experienced in my own life as I've gone along, I kept thinking I was going to hit this stride when I was in my 30s. You know, and I had this vision when I was young that by the time I was 35, I'd be financially independent, flying my own Learjet. And I hate to disappoint you in the audience, but that did not happen. Matter Everybody fact. out there listening to this is going, oh, no kidding. <laughs> you know, that doesn't disappoint me a bit. Yeah, I understand. And so anyway, you know, I'm, I'm pounding away at all these different businesses and, and stuff. And it really wasn't until in my 50s that I started getting enough life experience underneath me to realize what I was looking at. And I go, oh, I've been here before. I understand what's happening. And now that I'm in my 60s, I'm really hitting the stride. I, my stride, I've got uh, two businesses going. And, of course, I have a... Uh, international speaking and training business that I do is, you know, a, as well with that and everything's sort of coming together. But what I, what I'm experiencing, and it's, it's a mantra that I actually run my businesses by, and that is that good judgment comes from experience and a lot of experience comes from bad judgment. And what we need to do is we really need, when we have those life lessons, we really need to embrace them. And I grew up in an environment, in an environment, both in my family, and I think we do this in school, you know, you take a test in school, and I and just you know, Tim, I grew up in a small town in Indiana, just about an hour east of Indianapolis. So you're in my in my home area there, but I had the same fourth grade teacher that my father did. <laughs> <laughs> and he was only in the fifth grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I had the same first grade teacher and fourth grade teacher and high school counselor that my dad did, and. And I remember in the fourth grade, I'd had this test. I didn't do too well on it. And I went up to the teacher, and she says, that's okay, Lance. You learned from your mistakes. I said, well, can I take the test again? She goes, no. I go, why not? <laughs> she goes, it doesn't work that way. Now, here's what happens to us in life is we get, we get a chance to take a test once, and then we get 
get labeled, I'm a, he's a C or he's a B. That's the grade individual we're dealing with. And that is a bunch of BS. What you need to do, we should do nothing but graduate A students out of our schools because you take a test, figure out what you don't know, you restudy it until you get an A on the test. Well, apply that to life. You know, you go out and you have some bad relationships. Okay, well, just, you know, what did I not know? Figure it out. Get in a better one. You bought a bad car, bad, bad used car. All those things we've all done. So by the time I, I'm hitting my 60s, that's actually what I'm, serious, I'm seeing. I've had enough life experience. I have enough knowledge that I, that I actually know what I'm looking at. I've made enough mistakes to know how to fall the bike. I don't have to hit the wet leaves on the yard, on the, on the street anymore. I know when you do that, you're going to fall off the bike. So don't do it. So that's, that's really, uh, and, and with, with my teams I manage, we'll mess up an account or something like that, and I'll just go, okay, great. You know, that somebody had some bad judgment. We got experience now, and it just takes this burden off you. But for you guys on this show, what I see going on is that there's this huge wealth of knowledge and experiences I'm talking about that baby boomers have. And the last thing I think we need to do is go, you know, sit on a beach and sip a Corona. Now, not to say we shouldn't do that one day a week, but six days a week, we, <laughs> sh we, should, be, we should be sharing our knowledge and experience with, I think, younger generations. I just think there's just this wealth of, uh, wealth of life experience that you're not going to get anyplace else that we have. And we are at a new point in... I don't call it civilization, but like I said, our parents were old when they were our age, you know. You know, Carolyn, you look great. Tom, you look great. Dale, you look. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I, no. should, I should slap you right now. <laughs> anyway, I, the ahead. way I heard it described, what you were saying, what you were saying there before, is that if you do something stupid that costs you a lot of money, you need to look at it as tuition in the school of life. And if you lost that money, it's a credit hour you needed. <laughs> You know, I, wow. I, I, that's I, what we call him the Aristotle of comedy. He comes up with stuff like that. You know, the, I always say there's two ways to learn things. You can go to school and pay for an education, or you can go in life and pay life for the education. And I'm not sure which is cheaper. I really don't. I, I sometimes I school's expensive, but man, some of the mistakes I've made and business partners I've had and all the different things that you can get into in life um, were very expensive mistakes. But at the same token. You know, I'm still here breathing, and as Dale likes to say, I'm still above ground. So. Well, the That's difference we is like the difference say. is if you do it, you know, if you do it one way, you're going to enrich crooks and thieves. You do it the other way, you're going to enrich conmen. Yeah, very true. And here's the flip side to it, and I, I do a lot of deep dives on words, and I, I I wanted to know the meaning of life one time, and I want gee, you know, people have been searching for this for since you know, the Monty Python movie. Yeah, exactly. Since you know, since the mid '60s, so. <laughs> And I, I went, well, maybe it's in the dictionary. You know, you, so if you want to know the meaning of life, if you're wanting to know what it is, look it up in the dictionary. It's actually in there. You don't have to go climb on a mountain and talk to a guru. But it, it really comes down to, and I can take you on the journey, but I'll just give you the, the destination here, which is it is really comes down to imbuing energy into your purpose in life. And if you look at when you feel the most alive, it's when you're putting energy into something you really want to do. And if you want to die, stop putting energy and stop pursuing your purpose. And for all of us that are getting up in these, these higher years, I, I think what happens, I, I've watched people stop living and die rather than they die, but they stop living first. And that means they right. stop, 
they stop having energy. They stop having a reason for getting out of bed in the morning, and they think that, oh, I'm retired, and my, you know, I don't have to do anything. And I've watched so many people age when that happens. And I'm in business. I have two business partners, one 79 and the other 73 right now, with other businesses that we're working together. And these guys are they run me into the ground. You know, there's a twinkle in their eye and spring in their step. And I think for all of us, we need to keep ourselves active, keep our minds active with our purpose, with what we want to do. So, I don't know, Tom, Tim, if you've got something to, you know, colloquially, colloquially summarize that for me, but I, I would welcome your wisdom on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, the, the wisdom maker doesn't always work. Okay. I, can, I can summarize it with a joke. There was a, 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 a priest and a minister and a rabbi talking about when life begins. And the minister said, we believe that life begins at the moment of conception. And the priest said, we, begin that, we believe that life begins at the moment of birth. And the rabbi said, now you're both wrong. When the kids move away and the dog dies, <laughs> this is when life begins. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do with all your experience? How are you using all the things that you've done to enrich, uh, enrich other, other people's lives? Well, I, I throw it into my speaking all the time. So my messages all are my stories and what I learned. And, and that's the essence, in all honesty, of your integrity, which integrity comes down to the, comes from the root word integer, which means one. And that means you're one with your knowledge, you're one with your experience. You're not uh, saying something you don't know what you're talking about. I use it in business every day. And it's like, I, I you know, you learn after being through enough bad situations that the best written contract it doesn't really matter if you can't trust the guy and so what do we work on we work on trust and we work on you know the you know one of the definitions of money is uh it's an idea or a concept that uh is fundamentally everybody has confidence in and so when we're doing business we build confidence is what we do and these are all experiences whereas before i thought i could run in shake somebody's hand you know get the job get out of there and i realized the relationship is worth 10 times what that job was because what that relationship is going to bring me down the road and that's how I basically i'm doing all my work now is i was off of 25 years worth of relationships that i can call people up and they'll put me in touch with the right person and i know the people to talk now talk to now the problem i the problem i've been having though lately is uh, all the people i developed relationships with have retired yeah they still know people so I mean, but it's they can't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lance, for for our listeners who like aren't speakers, how do they use their experiences to enrich other people? Well, I I think that's a really good question, Dale. And I do a lot of speech coaching too, um, especially in these competitions, and people are trying to come up with something brilliant to say and. What I had to do is I had to do some inventory of my own life, and I had to look at some of the regrets I had, some of the biggest losses I had, and those aren't usually good things. Those aren't typically fun things to have. And what I had tried to do for many years was sort of push them behind me and say they don't exist. No, don't look back there. And if if you were, you know, I say that's the baggage of life, and if I were going through the airport, I sort of look like Eddie Murphy coming to America, you know, (laughs) with all the baggage behind me. And I started opening up that baggage and finding the silver lining in each mistake and every regret and every bad decision. There was a a beautiful silver lining of knowledge and wisdom that I'd never looked at because I didn't want to admit that I made the mistake. (laughs) One of my my favorite quotes is, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. Yeah. Experience. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 
uh, on that. So what what I do is I, I I think you know people need to take a little bit of an inventory of their life and ask themselves what what have I learned? And because I've been have been speaking so long, I was driven to do that because I wanted to come up with my messages. And but I see a lot of people go through life and have they have the experience, but they don't assign the correct significance to it to say how can I use that tomorrow to actually either help other people <laughs> or not do it again <laughs> it's sort of like it's sort of like do you remember Dale back in acting class like I was I was an actor and back in acting class it's like take that experience and use it in your acting <laughs> so it's sort of the same thing well just as an, I do the same thing Carolyn I I my whole thing is there's a great speech in that and about five years ago, I had a motorcycle accident, never broken a bone in my body, uh, was unconscious for 45 minutes, woke up in county uh, USC hospital uh, with a neck brace on, and a doctor comes over and he goes, hi, Lance, you had a motorcycle accident? He goes, you got a broken ankle, and I looked down and the end of my foot, and, and the end of my leg, and my foot's completely off the end of my leg, which was a little odd. And uh, he says, we think you got a couple cracked ribs in your right shoulder, we're checking you for an internal injuries. Within 90 seconds of waking up, I'm looking at it, I'm going, Man, there's going to be a great speech in this. <laughs> I mean, I was like, this is incredible. Boy, am I going to be able to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, but was the motorcycle okay? No, motorcycle was totaled. <laughs> and, and I had to look at it. I, I, and I'll tell you what my message in my speech was. Things don't always go as you planned, but did they go as bad as they could have? And let's, you know, because that did not, I had a clean break on one ankle and I was walking in six weeks. And I could have been killed or sure. worse yet just incapacitated and i could be talking to you through a straw right now you know it wouldn't go very well so <laughs> well, let, me, let me tell you about my motorcycle accident is that was in uh, it was in february in in not in this year's this is about 20 years ago and uh, i was riding down the street and out of a blind alley a car pulled out right in front of me i was doing 40 miles an hour he pulled out i hit him right in the driver's side door it threw me up into the air, and I bounced off the roof of his car and landed on the other side on my feet. I stuck the dismount. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was amazing. But I had a good lawyer who was able to give me a lot of money for, for the trauma. The well, Dale, trauma that actually that explains a lot to me about you. So. <laughs> it wasn't the landing on the feet part it was the head bouncing off the roof that actually sort of aligned things for me so maybe it sounds, maybe like, it a, it sounds like a trampoline maybe. was it a convertible <laughs> no 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 it was a regular sedan but huh? you know i just i the, when i landed i felt i heard it crumple and i thought Oh man, I thought the cement would be a lot harder than this. <laughs> and then, then I bounced up, and I just opened my eyes, and I was standing on the other side. <laughs> I've, 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 I've many miracles in my life. That's just well, a small it, it, one. It's too bad you didn't do it last year because it could have been on YouTube by now. So, if somebody, yeah, really, if somebody could have videoed that, I'd, holy Christmas, I wouldn't have to be doing this podcast. <laughs> Did you see that guy? Did you see that guy in the truck that got hit by a tornado? Yes. No. The yeah, yeah. young guy in the red truck. Yeah, 16 years truck old, side, I think. Sideways down and then righted it and drove home. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. there you go. That's a, that's another miracle right there. A future motivational speaker. He's like, <laughs> what, 20 years old or something? You just wait, you guys. He'll be on the main stage next year at the national convention. And he'll, he'll be giving everybody advice on how to handle a tornado. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised none of those 17 coal miners that were stuck over in Asia for a couple of months never became a motivational speaker, you know. 
And and Lance, just uh, as a record, as I write also, and uh, people that blow their grass clippings and leaves into the street for us, we call them grass holes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well it, 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 I don't I don't write now, but I, one of the problems was, you know, as marijuana became legal here in California, I kept uh, I was smelling it intensely going down the road, and I went, it's probably not the safest thing for me to write to the streets right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your high is, yeah, no, you gotta you gotta be one with nature, you know. Exactly. You've got, uh, you, you know, I'm gonna ask you for one tip, just one good advice tip you can give to baby boomers on how to maximize their lives, how to take their experiences and use them for the benefit of themselves or for others, and one thing that they can uh, take away from this show. We all have bad judgment, and the tip is do not get hung. The bad judgment is not you. It's not that you're stupid. It's that the data you were operating off of was incorrect, and the only way we get enough experience to live life is to go live life. So take your bad judgment, turn it into experience and, you know, categorize it. Think about it. Look at what happened. Don't just go, well, that didn't work out <laughs> and go out and do it again. But, you know, keep some inventory of your decisions and look at how do you how did you make that decision and what were the factors that caused it to work? What were the factors that caused it to fail? And then category or catalog that in your mind or I don't care, put it on a Word doc. But use that, and what you start to do is accumulate this, this life of lessons that will repeat itself over and over again. And the beauty of life is that you don't learn the lesson the first time. It'll just keep giving it to you at more and more expense until you decide to learn it. <laughs> exactly. You know, when you say you do something, and if it doesn't work out, don't do it again. But, you know, sometimes people do, and they do it again, and then they do it again, and those people play the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> it's my friends who've been married four times. Well, that's ex- of those, they Carol, and that's, and Carol, that's exactly what I was going to say. You, we've watched this, right? We've watched people who went from one bad relationship to another bad relationship, and you go, "What are you doing?" You know, oh, you know, it's just like, um, anyway, that's that that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the bad relationship podcast. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Well, you, uh, you can you can steerhead there, steam, whatever you call it, ramrod, steam, steamboat. You can take charge of I that. Can, I can't remember all I can those. Steamroll uh, that one down. Steamroll, that's it. That's, yeah, and that's how I do all my relationships. So, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, steamrod is a much different yeah. thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Carolyn, I thought you would ramrod your your relationships. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's your job, boys. <laughs> Ah, we started with fart jokes, and now we're at the pleasing yourself jokes. (laughs) Lance, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. And uh, do you have any uh, anything to uh, to sell? Any books that are out, or people if they wanted to find out more about how to book you, where would they go? Uh, LanceMillerSpeaks.com, and I have books in the works. I've got I said two businesses that are taking off right now. Uh, I my main focus is I'll help anybody who calls me if I can squeeze it in my schedule right now. But uh, the, the, I get two fantastic uh, business projects that we are, we are in the midst of launching that are going extremely well. And uh, that's all great fodder for fu- future speeches, too. So Are they, okay. wait a minute, I have to ask, are they B2B or B2C? Uh, B2B. Okay. B2B. Yeah, one of them is, uh, it's, all, it's a whole line of sustainable uh, technologies for agriculture and commercial 
buildings so we can lower the carbon footprint on buildings and lower the water use, increase yields in agriculture. It's just, I mean, they're very, very timely. And, um, and the other one is just, it's, in, it's a used parts business for legacy vehicles worldwide. And who thought I would get into that? But a guy came to me in a warehouse to sell, and I tried to figure out how to sell it. And we wound up in this network, and we wound up with these manufacturers, and we brought them all together and said, okay, you know, there's all these old U.S. vehicles out there that need parts. And so uh, we have the supply lines to, to get them out there. And, again, it's just when you have enough experience organizing, working with the people, Knowing how business works, it doesn't really matter what the business is. You can you can connect the dots and make it work. So, so those two books, those are both novels, then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something I could read on the beach this summer. Yeah, you know, actually, you could probably read it on the toilet as long as that takes, Dale. So. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, the perfect tying bow to this show. We <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, but if you're a baby boomer, you love potty humor. You do. I don't care who you are. We grew up with it. We still like it. We'll never grow up. Lance Miller, thank you so much for being with us here on another day above ground. My pleasure. Well, kids, that just about wraps it up. So, uh, you know, Carolyn, what have what have you learned from today that you're going to uh, enact in your own life? Well, he said he has business partners that are in their late 70s. I'm going to marry some guy who's in his <laughs> 80s on the way out and, you know, take over. There you go. At least you, you got a plan. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and how about you, Tim? What have, what have you what have you learned? Uh, I learned that you like to read on the toilet. <laughs> you just learned that? <laughs> I have a Kindle mounted on the wall, but you know. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's well, actually yeah. a brilliant business idea, Dale. Please. And I've wow. learned that bad judgment is what makes you wise. So holy crap, man, I'm ready to be a guru. Because I've made a lot of bad decisions. But the best one I made was starting this podcast for baby boomers. And folks, I want you to take what you've learned today, learn or use it, and go out and enjoy the rest of today because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.